podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. You thought you got rid of us, but we are back. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing this fine Monday morning? I'm good. I'm well. We're back. It's been quite a while, but we are excited to be back talking about Niners football. Quite a lot has taken place since the last time we were finally able to record and we have a lot of news to go through, and that's that's going to be the majority of our episode is telling you about the new additions and the some sad, some less sad departures of the 2022 Niners roster. Um, so there's a lot to break down. There's a lot to break down, and I kind of think that's the only thing going on in football right now. People are finding new destinations, and that's that's what this time of the year brings. Yeah, it is. It is the off season. Draft season is in full swing. The Niners actually have a chunk of picks, so maybe we'll we'll chat about that a bit. But but this episode is going to be just a, a full on free agency recap because of uh, all the signings that have gone down, the players that have moved on, the players that have come to San Francisco. It's going to be a lot of fun to to chat through. So we won't uh, we won't waste any of y'all's time. We uh, we love having you listen. So, Daniel, want to just jump into the list? We're just going to work through a list of free agents, and the ones that are most exciting to us, we'll we'll talk about them longer. The ones that aren't that interesting, we'll, we'll probably still talk about for too long. And then uh, yeah, we'll go from there. I got to say, you threw me off when you said we have a lot of picks. Or, not a lot, but we have multiple picks. And I was like, what do you mean? We traded all of ours. And then I go, oh, yes, the third-round picks that we receive – from all of our coaches getting stolen. Awesome. We love that. Yeah. It I think we have 11 picks in the draft, but we, they don't start to like the 100th pick yeah, or something Yeah, but that's like that. that's where we see some great Niners success. So, okay. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like we're better there Seriously, than we are in so the first we're okay round. with but that. Anyway. So, getting into our list, we're going to look at let's look at who's gone first. Let's look at some of these guys yeah. that are gone. So, the big obvious one, I'm sure you all have heard that Jimmy Garoppolo has just stepped across the bay. Well, that's not true anymore. That's awkward. Uh, he has gone to Las Vegas, not yeah. Oakland. He's gone to Las Vegas to be the supposed uh, Raiders starting quarterback. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying that he got a lot of money. Some people are saying that that's it's fine caliber money. Uh, but there's no shock that Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. Something that's also less surprising, the other Jimmy on the Niners, Jimmy Ward, signed a deal with the Houston Texans to play safety. He's following D'Amico. He's following D'Amico, and I believe he's the only one that I can think of that I've seen. I I think so. A lot more Niners wound up following, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the, the Titans' new GM, I think it's Ran uh-huh. Cawthorn, something like that. Yeah, Ran Carthon. He's the uh, the new general manager of the Titans, coming from the 49ers staff. He brought a couple guys with him. But, Daniel, I'm really glad you started with these two guys because I, I think these are guys that we need to just 
Take a minute and say thank you for being 49ers for so long. Jimmy Ward was the longest tenured 49er. He was a Harbaugh player. He's been around a long time, played a lot of different roles. The team was not the it was not the easiest uh kind of ending here. They wanted him to play nickel. He wanted to play free safety, all that stuff. And he was a class act, a great mentor to a lot of different 49ers defensive backs. And it is a, a bummer to see him go and we're excited. And then even though he was not there as long, you gotta you gotta say thank you to Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's a quarterback, so he's we're gonna spend the most time on him. But he has been up and down. We have ripped him. We have complimented him. But you know what? The guy was a class act every step of the way from coming back to back up Trey to try to be his mentor. I mean, Trey Lance has said nothing but good things about Jimmy. There's really no one who says bad things about Jimmy's presence in the locker room. And he has not had it easy from this coaching staff. He has not had it easy from this fan base. And you know what? He won a lot more than he lost. And he took the 49ers to heights they had not reached in a long time with him at the helm so i just thank you jimmy garoppolo you're a class act every step of the way best of luck in vegas yeah i don't know daniel any any things about jimmy i just want to make sure we talk about how much we appreciate him thanks jimmy yeah you, you said it all um I, I i part of me feels bad that he was ripped so hard so often but then also that comes with being a starting quarterback in the nfl and you know that's that's where it is for him um the the Las Vegas Raiders is going to be a is a weird destination for me. Never thought that's where he'd be going. Um, kind of makes sense though. Reuniting with it does uh, with jo- Josh McDaniels over there. It does. I just I wasn't quite s- seeing that coming into fruition. Um, you know, I've I've had some questions about McDaniels the last couple of years, especially. So I'm I'm curious to see if if that's the best spot for Jimmy. So wish him well. Wish him well. Yeah, Kiss totally it. agree. I'm I'm excited for him. Seems like he's gonna have a good time in Vegas. Uh, Some yeah. of these other guys that have departed to new to new destinations. The next big one, and I would say potentially the biggest hit to the Niners team uh, losing this guy is Mike McGlinchey signed a, a deal with the Denver Broncos. I want to say his deal was three years, um, but that that was a tough one for me to see McGlinchey go. Um, we're going to talk more about yeah, what agree. the Niners did uh, to address some of these new holes in their roster they have, um, and we'll, we'll talk more about how we feel about that once we once we run through this list. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's a huge, huge loss for the 49ers, and you have to wonder if they're planning on filling it internally, externally, and you've there's been stuff that's come out about, about McClinchy's free agency where the team never had any intention mm-hmm. of signing him. John Lynch was telling him before the season, like, hey, man, uh, you, like, you're going to be too expensive for us. We love you. Like, best of luck. Go get a bag. Like, he was like, you're, they were basically just like, hey, you're going to be able to make more money than we're going to be able to give you. Like, we're not going to try to try to stop And that. he so, did. Good destination for him in Denver. I looked and he, up. And he did. And he deserves it. I He's looked a, up his contract. It's five years worth $87.5 million, 52 guaranteed. Good for you, Mike McGlinchey. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So he's getting paid big time in Denver. Uh, I agree. I think that that next on this list, two former Niners have followed, have followed that GM that I can't pronounce the name of. Thank you for trying Demi. Um, I'm I think it's Rand Carthen. I would say so. I'm going with Um, Daniel Brunskill. And this is, 
the hardest player for me, for me personally to lose because I love him. Aziz Alshire has gone to the Tennessee Titans along with Daniel Brunskill. I knew that was going to be sad for you, Daniel. I knew that was going to be a hard but one. He, I, I'm, I'm excited for him because he is going to be the linebacker one there. I was just looking up their depth chart to look yeah, at it, and, I, and he is clear-cut. Um, I would say the best linebacker on this team. I mean, they also have Harold Landry the third. He's more he's weak side linebacker edge kind of guy. Um, but as well, I, I think that Aziz could be right yeah. up there with them. And so excited for him. I know I know they like they like some of the guys over there in Tennessee as well. Um, yeah, I just I wish the best for him, and I hope that he that he shines so bright. Yeah. Um, I agree. You, we, Fred Warner had some great quotes about it where he said the same thing. He's like, look, like he wants to be me. I'm me here. So he's not going to be able to be that here, which is kind of a baller quote, but it totally makes sense. Um, it's a bummer. We couldn't keep him on, but you also don't want to limit a guy. And it's, it's totally true that he wasn't going to be able to be the guy in, in San Francisco. So nothing but the best for, for Aziz and, uh, and best of luck. And then he has not signed anywhere, so he might not belong on this list of players that we lost. But Robbie Gold has said that he sounds like he's going to sign elsewhere. We don't know for sure. Timmy and I were just talking about him this morning and saying that there's a possibility he comes back. Um, I'm not thinking there is. I think that he would like to go somewhere else for a little bit, and that kind of confuses me. I thought he loved SF. I know SF loved him. But... From no. what I've heard, I put him on this list, and so maybe I jumped the gun and, and shouldn't have. But we have other free agents that have not signed anywhere yet. But those are all the guys that I have seen anything on that have already signed elsewhere. I know Samson Ebicum is a free agent, but I have not seen him sign anywhere else. So we'll continue to update you with where these guys decide to go. Yeah, and I I agree. Gold is the one that is probably gone, but could potentially come back. Um, he's had his last negotiation with the 49ers was the same thing. So it was a really, really tough negotiation. Then he said he didn't want to be here and the Niners eventually, you know, gave him a bag and he came back. So that is well with on the table that is well within the realm of possibility. But I don't know. He's, he's always never really wanted to be here. He's always said he wished he was in Chicago. Like he's been saying stuff like that from the day he came to San Francisco. So it might just be what's right for him and his family. But if the Niners can bring him back, I, I think they should. Um, yeah, yeah, I think especially as he's getting older, he's very old, uh, be nice for him to finish up where he wants to be. So I get that. Yeah, but it's a, it's a bummer. Should we look at some of the guys that we have re-signed? Yeah, let's We're do We're going to look at some of the players that we have re-signed. So some of these guys are lower-level contracts. Um than some of the ones that we've handed out to other people. We have re-signed uh, defensive tackle Kevin Givens, linebacker Demetrius Flanagan-Fowles. I'm not going to go through the details of every single one, but some of the bigger ones. Yeah. Uh, tight end Ross Dwelly. Peanut butter Dwelly. This is a big one um, to talk about. Tashawn Gibson, re-signed. Colton McKivitz, re-signed. And I would say one of the biggest re-signings um, of the 49ers offseason is four years to Jake Brendel, who big, the Jets, big win. <laughs> thank you, Robert Sala, for coming in, offered him more money 
but he decided to take a little, not a pay cut because he still got more money than he made last year, but he decided to, to leave some of that aside and stay in SF. And I thought that was awesome. And I love that. And hats off to you, Jake Brendel, for wanting to stay a 49er and, and taking a little bit less money to do so. Yeah. I think, uh, I think locking up the center, we've talked for hours of how important a center is to this 49ers offense, especially with the likeliness of a young quarterback being the guy. Having that center who knows the offense and who has some chemistry with the quarterback is so important. Brendel played so well. He's got that consistency. It's a really, really good move to, to keep him in the building. You mentioned McKivitz. He is someone who I think will be in contention for McGlinchey's right tackle spot. He's filled in there before, and he's done it okay. So maybe the team's been impressed with him in practices last offseason and thinks he could step up into that spot. So that's someone to keep an eye on. Dwelly, I like Dwelly. He's been around a while. I think it's... Uh, He's like, I like having him on the team. He's a good player. I'm I'm glad we kept him around. I still think the 49ers could use some some more intentional decisions to back up, kind of fill in that tight end room behind Kittle, get another really like true pass-catching weapon in there. But, I mean, there's not another George Kittle in the NFL currently, so no. that makes sense. And so on the O-line conversation, and this is what well, we can continue to run through the list of who we have added but the O-line is something we are going to be talking a lot about this offseason. And that makes sense. I think it always is. Um, but especially this offseason, there's just a lot to discuss here. If you pull up ESPN's depth chart of San Francisco, it's got Trent Williams, left tackle, Aaron Banks, left guard, Jake Brendel, center, um, Spencer Burford at right guard, and Jalen Moore at right tackle. Now, I'm not sure if that's actually 100% accurate, but I would. it only has Jalen Moore as the right tackle. It's the only option. Um, but it yeah. has John Feliciano right behind Jake Brendel at center. And I, as well, didn't, didn't know John Feliciano was – I don't think he's only a center. I thought he was a guard for the Giants more than he was a center. He's, he's played – yeah, I, I looked over him. He's, he's one of those – Every man, like I don't know, Renaissance men of like a Daniel Brunskill. So he can he can fill in fill in anywhere. Similar so maybe, to Brunskill, I think he's a very maybe similar we signed player. Him to replace I don't think it's unreasonable. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's unreasonable to think of him as Brunskill's okay. replacement. He's played left guard. He's played yeah. He's done it all. So I I think you're probably right to think of him as a guard. But I think I think he's probably gonna be more of a swing tackle come in to replace Brunskill kind of guy because he's a little yeah. older. He's, yeah, he's old older. Luciano. Um, I'm not. He's oh, 31, so. That. That's not that old. No. Yeah, he's been around the yeah. league, so he's an experienced guy. He'll be great to bring I would not team. be worried at all about Feliciano starting over Jake Brendel at center. Um, we signed Brendel to, a, I believe, a four-year deal. Feliciano gets a one. So I don't think you're going to sign your center yeah. last year who was one of the best in the league, what we saw on – some of the stats of last year that he he flew under the radar but was phenomenal. Um, you're not going to see a, a veteran like John Feliciano coming on a one-year deal and start over Brendel. Um, I would be dismayed by that. Um, but, yeah, the right tackle is a lonely Jalen Moore on the depth chart. Colton McKivitz can slide over. We've seen him do it. Either way. I think we'll draft exactly, someone to. Yeah, I, think, I, I think we'll be drafting someone to, to fill in yeah, that I, spot. Either way, I don't it. necessarily feel great about seeing just Jalen Moore or Colton McKivitz on the right. Um, I think I would love to see someone, a free agent signed um, 
We don't have a high enough draft. Oh, well, I have I have breaking news. I have I have real breaking news. We got to chat about this. Sorry. Um, we have a John Lynch huh. quote from the owners meeting oh, today. Boy. According to Matt Mayoko on Twitter, three minutes ago, John Lynch said, when it comes to the 49ers quarterback situation, Brock Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse. Wow. So we're just coming out and saying it. Look at John Lynch. And our hope is he's ready to go for training camp. So we've, I think we've talked about this. I don't know that that's significant breaking news, but it's it's big. No, that that is big news. Yeah. Lynch has announced we're bringing in Matt Pryor at the owner's meeting. Uh, checking this one out. He's coming from... Colts he was a sixth round pick to the Eagles then he was traded to the Colts and he signed a one-year extension with the Colts last year and now he's coming to the Niners so one-year deal I think they said this is per David Lombardi um or not yeah David Lombardi of the Athletic we love David um he started 24 games per Matt Barrow so he's a true competitor to come in and fight against Colton McKivitz Jalen Moore whoever we have duking it out for that spot so definitely worth being aware of and yeah fun to see news come out of the owners meeting and the purdy news like i said i think it's more just saying the un saying the things we were pretty sure of but not but hadn't heard but the saying of it i think i think trey lance could be on the block i think that's what that can mean and that's going to be interesting and it might be if they're confident in purdy it's the right thing to do he's got and it. that maybe leads us to we have some free agents that well, another free agent was brought in to kind of supplement that room. I'm not sure. Is there anyone else we re-signed or should we start chatting on that? Well, it's it's just crazy that it, it's crazy that John Lynch comes out and says it to me, especially right now. What a funny time in my brain to come out and say it just because no one's ever said it. No one in the office has ever give any indication to who it's going to be. It's always, well, you know, they're playing the Trey Lance is coming off surgery. So it's going to be who's ever Who's healthiest? It's like, yeah, duh. But who's got the edge in the competition? No one's ever said anything to me or in my mind. No, that's all the guys we've re-signed. Let's get to these. Let's get to these big names that we added, and then we can, if we got time, we can spend some time talking about where we see them fitting in. Uh, but let's get to these names and and say what we think about them. Should I start with that one that you just mentioned? Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's the best transition. With the 49ers saying they're confident in Purdy, we do have a guy who we brought into the quarterback room that I think, again, gives some credence to the, the theory that we might be thinking of moving Lance. What what year was he drafted? 2018? 2018? Same year as Josh Allen and all those guys. Same year as Josh Allen and all those guys. I think it's 2018. The 49ers have signed... The third overall pick in the 2018 draft, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah, welcome Sam Darnold to the 49ers. I think it's worth (laughs) saying that Sam Darnold is coming off of the best chunk of football he's played in the NFL, and he's younger than— You have to say chunk of football, not best year, best season. It's No, like that's what you have to say. That's the kind of guy he yeah. is. Is he's coming off the best chunk of football, not his best year, not his best season. Sam Darnold's also what you said younger. Is correct. <laughs> yeah, he's also younger than guys like Joe Burrow, who were drafted multiple years after than him. So Sam Darnold has not played great in the NFL. He is obviously physically talented. That's what got him here. Um, and so I don't know. Is some sort of renaissance possible? 
if it is, it's on the 49ers, right? Like the things that practice that Kyle, Shan- Kyle Shanahan has made quarterbacks much less physical, way less physically talented than Sam Darnold, legitimate starters. So I think it's well within yeah. the realm of possibility that, that Darnold plays well, but I think he was brought in to be a backup and sounding more and more like a backup to Purdy. But I could really see this team wanting to carry three quarterbacks after last year's debacle in the NFC Championship game. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of different possibilities, but quarterback room is obviously going to be interesting. And I I really think that Lynch saying this might might mean that Lance is is on the market, and this might be him just kind of officially getting that out there. Yeah. So I, I had a friend text me when he saw that that the, the Niners signed Sam Darnold and said like, "What are we doing? What is going on? Why in the world are we signing Sam Darnold when we have Brock Purdy and Trey Lance?" And it. It means one of two things, or it means both. Uh, that Trey Lance could be on the trading block, and it could have been when we signed Donald, it could have been either one. It could have been Purdy or Lance um, saying that no one had said, John Lynch, no one else had come out and said who it could be or who's the starter. Um, I had figured and hoped it was Brock Purdy that would be named the starter, and if one is going to get shopped, that it's Trey Lance, but that's just my hopeful wish. Um, because again, I mean, we got to just think of how huge it is to me that John Lynch is coming out and saying that right now before, and he's not giving the job to Brock Purdy. He's just saying he's leading the race, right? Yes. And that's, that's worth, that's worth saying any quote that's been given has been saying like, Hey, he's kind of the favorite to win this job right now. Nothing has been promised. But Camp can change that. Yeah. I think we're rolling with Purdy and I don't think. Like, I don't know, would the team, would you want the 49ers to move for Lamar? Like, that's the only, like, I don't know. No. It's it's going to be interesting. I, I think we might be, we might be a Brock Purdy team. Well, what the thing that is most interesting to me, and I'll never kind of get off of this part of it, is John Lynch, our general manager. Yes, Kyle has a lot of help and say with the draft. Um, but John Lynch, general manager, traded three first-round picks for our current, what he's saying, our backup quarterback. And he used the last pick in a draft to get Brock Purdy, our starting quarterback. And so we like we all know that. But what's so huge to me is that the guy who made those decisions, at least from what we know, is is coming out and saying that, especially this early on. So in my you know, people talk about John Lynch being on the hot seat. I think that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. He's crafted an incredible team, especially in the late rounds of the draft. So Yes, having this Trey Lance, what people say, the Trey Lance saga debacle, whatever, of trading so many first-round picks for such a young, potentially unproven guy, whatever, that is not going to uh, put a general manager on the hot seat, in my opinion. It could be my least favorite team, and I would still say the same thing. Um, But I just think that for the sake of of his job security, him coming out and saying that, it's got to be hard for him, knowing that, okay, I've, I've potentially put us in a tricky spot by trading these first round picks for this guy who then isn't panning out. And I used just a measly last pick of the draft on a guy who's incredible. Um, and not saying that Trey Lance couldn't be, but it's just got to be a hard spot for John Lynch to be in. And we don't want to end up like we did in the NFC championship game. Again, quarterback list. So Sam Darnold yeah. comes in for that reason. But also if someone gets traded, great. Sam could be, um, a great uh, backup option as an NFL. There's not a lot of teams that have 
backups that have any kind of experience or any kind of potential. And so yeah. I think you're right where Kyle Lynch does love turning uh, Kyle Lynch quarterbacks and what you said, Kyle Lynch. Did I really? Wow. Yeah. That's awkward. Um, Kyle Shanahan loves turning quarterbacks into bigger and better names and players. And Sam Darnold uh, is just as good of a, a project as anyone else. You could argue, I mean, Baker's better and has had more success, but there's not a lot of guys who have came into the league with potential and have seemed to just throw it away. And so maybe Kyle, or maybe Sam Darnold is Kyle's newest uh, project in that sense. So I don't, I don't think there's a lot of other options to, or any other reasons to look at this signing to me. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, the move want to talk about some more signings we've had some fun some fun moves let's this might be the funnest part of the episode want to rip through these real fast i do we already talked about john feliciano we already talked about him coming in um we traded for kicker zane gonzalez from the panthers so that's kind of part of me part that's what leads me to believe that robbie gold is gone but yeah i'm, I'm kind john of working lynch my way said, up to the sorry we've got all this all this news john lynch just said that zane gonzalez trade was a move at kicker, not the move at kicker. And according to David Lombardi, he emphasized A just like I did. So read into that. I will say Zane has bounced want. around. Yeah, when I saw we signed Zane Gonzalez, I'm like, okay, he's kind of the traveling kicker in a sense where I'm not a traveling like, I don't, kicker. You know, I just don't have as much confidence as I do in Robbie Gold as I or as I. I would rather have Robbie Gold as my kicker than Zane Gonzalez. I I'm I do think up. it's worth remembering. Gold's battle for the con they had a hard negotiation four years ago. I think it's well yeah. within the realm of possibility that he comes back. I'm 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 working my way up, can you tell? I'm getting from smaller names to bigger names. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm excited. I know where I know where we're gonna spend most of our time, but we gotta get there. We signed uh former Atlanta Falcon cornerback Isaiah Oliver. And I looked up the Niners' death chart this morning, that, and he is already slated to start behind D'Amador Lenore. I think that's probably true. I I, well. I do I believe I I expect it to be Lenore and uh, and Ward out there Charverius in the secondary, Ward. and let and Charverius Ward unless uh, Jason Verrett resigns and makes another miraculous recovery from injury. I, oh, I think it's going to be Lenore and Ward out there. Yeah, I just got my my notification. John Lynch, Purdy is QB one. There it is. Okay, we signed former fourth overall pick by the at this point I believe Oakland Raiders defensive lineman Clellan Farrell. Clellan yeah. Farrell, and he, you know. You could go either way with this signing, where he was a fourth overall pick. He was an absolute reach in the draft, I would say. I think if he would get less, uh, people would get people would think higher of him. People would give him more credit if he was drafted drafted at more of a appropriate position. Yeah. Um. But I think we gave him good money for what he's played. I don't think his fourth overall pick status has to do anything anymore since he's underplayed that. But he's still yeah. done done okay in some stints. So I think that. Taking a guy with that kind of potential, like what the Raiders saw, and bringing him to this Niners defense where we just spit out defensive linemen to go get bigger contracts, I think bringing in a guy like Clone Farrell is a great option. Timmy, what do you think on that? 
Um, I love the move. I absolutely love the move of Clellan Farrell. I think he, he is a talented guy, never really reached his potential at the Raiders. What do you do with a talented defensive lineman who's never reached their full potential? You get them coached by Chris Kasurik. That's what you do. It has worked <laughs> for the 49ers every step of the way. Think of the guys that we've brought in here. We are a defensive line reclamation team. We bring guys in and we say, hey, you're pretty good. You haven't been great. Let's give you the best season of your life and send you off to make more money somewhere else. I think Cullen Farrell is going to have the best season of his career. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I'm really, really excited we have him bringing in on the 49ers. I I thought that was a great under-the-radar signing, and I think he's going to be really good. And I will will come out now and I will say this. I think Cullen Farrell will have the best season of his career on the 49ers this year. I don't argue with that at all. I mean, he's been on the Raiders his whole career, so yeah. he's playing with some some much bigger talent here. Okay, the biggest signing of potentially the entire NFL free agency. These quarterbacks get more talk. I don't think any of these quarterbacks' uh, signings have been more monumental for their team. Rodgers was a trade, to be clear. and I also think that this could beat that out, potentially. Um, yeah. The 49ers have signed former... Philadelphia Eagle, Javon Hargrave. Yep. Now, this is big. Defensive because Javon tackle. Hargrave is big. He's he's yeah. big, and he's good. Um, people were surprised by this because of the a little bit of blood between the uh, – bad blood between the, the Niners and the Eagles, especially in that NFC Championship game. Uh, but what I will say is that is one game – and millions of dollars speaks way louder than one game. Yeah, four-year, $84 million contract. This is a big deal. Gosh. This is a big, big move. Coming into the interior line, um, coming in to supplement, you know, come in and play with Armstead, supplement Javon Kinlaw. I think it's reasonable to say that this team, that this signing means that the 49ers have kind of come to the conclusion that Kinlaw is not going to be the DeForest Buckner replacement. And I think it was unfair to ever expect Kinlaw to be that. I think he's struggled with a lot of injuries. None of that is his fault. Yeah. What gave that away? Uh, that they've given up on Kinlaw. No, I'm saying what gave it away that he's not going to be Buckner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just, and I, I think it's a bummer to be honest. I think it's, it's, it was, a, it, we put Kinlaw in a really hard position coming in and saying, Hey, you're DeForest Buckner now. And he was, it was never fair to expect him to, to come in and fill that role. So I, I would be very unsurprised if he is traded this offseason. I think he still has all the talent in the world, and I think a fresh start is probably what's best for him. And the 49ers clearly have signaled that they, they don't see him being the future at that position by bringing in Hargrave. That seems to me like we're running Armstead and Hargrave out there in the interior defensive line. So I supplemented with some other guys like Farrell, those kind of guys, even though I know Farrell's... I think he's true edge. He's more of an edge rusher, but he's he's slid inside before. So anyway, I I said this in a piece I have out for Niner Noise. I think the 49ers, I, I that piece was saying they should think about it. I think they probably will. I think I could very much see Javon Kinlaw being traded for some draft capital before the draft. Yeah, I'm just, I'm very curious what uh what they could get for him. I yeah. don't even know where to begin to to try to grade out his, um, especially what what pick would be good for him. Um, All the talent in the world, 
just hasn't really been able to, to stay on the field the way you'd want. Yeah. Yeah, and it we've 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 got some tough situations where you know, and it's hard to I'm I'm trying to think now. I, I wanted I wish I knew more about some of the other teams and their draft picks the way I do the Niners. Uh, I could just look at a few teams and I know enough names to understand what uh, value in the draft I got them at. But I'm looking at, okay, what are the two biggest, I mean, we've already talked about them this episode, but the two biggest, um, I say misfires in draft picks in the last five or maybe even more years for the Niners are Javon Kinlaw and Trey Lance, in my opinion. Where I agree. you trade a lot of you trade a lot of draft capital, Ruben and you Foster. Have seen very little. What was that? Yeah, Ruben okay, Foster so we'll, should be on we'll the list back. of bad 49ers picks. Yeah, we, we won't go that far back. We'll go right before that. That's our good. That's our timeline. Is Ruben Foster? It's a great call. Um, that we don't we use too much draft or not too much. We used a certain amount of draft capital and did have not seen that reward. And no one no one comes close to those guys until you go to Ruben Foster. Um, and so I would love to see how many other teams have had some, you know, if you look at the Oakland Raiders and you see some of the, or the, now the Las Vegas Raiders more so when they were in Oakland, uh, they were making these massive, massive mistakes and, you know, they've had unfortunate things like Henry Ruggs was not a bad pick. Um, but his personal life was, was not in order, I guess, in a, in a mess in that sense. And he made some bad decisions yeah. and that's where the draft capital came into fall. So that's a yeah. specific situation. But if you look at some other teams and I'm like, are you missing with your first round picks as much as we are sometimes? But then also, yeah. man, we're landing with the, the fifth and the sixth, seventh round picks more than any team I could ever imagine. So yeah, no, it's I a think weird it's, situation. It's a good call out, but I think you gotta, you, you have, when you talk about first round picks, I mean, you're, you're selecting, right? Brandon Ayuk was clearly a phenomenal pick. Like there's like, it's, I agree that we haven't been great at the top of the round, but we have had, we have had hits. And so it's, it's tough. Absolutely. I think, I think Debo, the, did Bosa. you see DeForest Buckner came out with well, Debo was second round, I think, but did you see Buckner came out and said like, yeah, I don't know why they just gave Javon Hargrave that money. Like that's what I wanted. Um, that was honestly one of my first thoughts. That was yeah, honestly one of I mean, my I, first thoughts, and I think a big part of that had to do with we no longer have Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly, that's what it is. We don't have an expensive quarterback. We have two guys on rookie deals, and now Sam Darnold on a year. Like that's that's what it is. Like we could afford him, and we couldn't afford him. Now we could. I DeForest, wish it was Buckner. Yeah, DeForest but I'm Buckner happy it's should know that. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think, I think he's bummed. He's, maybe he's just saying that. Yeah, he's bummed. Eric Armstead's like that. his best friend. Like I'm sure they still wish they were playing together. Like. They were roommates in college. Like I bet they still wish they yeah. were they were together. So I think that I think that I think they're roommates in college. They're definitely training camp roommates and teammates in college. But I think he, but I wish we kept yeah, Buckner. it's a bummer. I wish we still had Buckner. I wish I would the Kinlaw move. You know, I think Kinlaw has all the talent in the world. But I will criticize. He had a knee injury then, and he still does. And we ignored that. And yeah. I think the 49ers have done that. They've looked past injuries. They've looked past personal concerns like with Reuben Foster like some of the stuff with Reuben Foster came out of nowhere but he also had an incident at the NFL combine where he got violent with a nurse so there are things that could have been red flags with him that they ignored and there were red flags with Kinlaw that knee injury we still knew 
was there. And they thought he was better, but they, they looked past it. And the Niners have done that a few times under Shanahan Lynch, looked past some concerns in the draft on early round guys. And I don't mind looking past concerns and looking to potential. I think that's important. But I'd rather do that with late round picks, not with first round picks. And I think Foster and Kinlaw are both examples of the 49ers looked past some red flags and spent early draft capital on some guys. And may have been wrong. I'm not willing to fully say they were wrong about Kinlaw because he's been so good when he's played. But the fact of the matter is he had a knee injury in college that they knew about in the draft process that is still keeping him off the field now. And so that's a mistake. They they gambled and lost that. Yeah. Yeah, they gambled and lost. So what I'm excited about is, you know, we were talking about draft picks earlier. We have seven compensatory draft picks. Yeah. We have three third-round picks. We have one fifth-round pick. Just compensating us here, not uh, not our actual ones. In total, we've got three three third-round picks, three fifth-round picks, one sixth, and four seventh-round picks. So yeah. I'm excited to see what magic we can work in those late rounds. The flip side of our draft that we love so much, seeing more guys like Fred Warner, George. Well, Fred was third, right? But more guys like yeah. a, a George Kittle find, a Talanoa Hufunga find, even a even a Diomedo Lenore. No, I think yeah, this is going to be a really fun draft season from the perspective of a 49ers fan because of that. Because we get to spend time going into the weeds and being like, who are these guys that other people aren't talking about that could come in and fill spots mm-hmm. in the 49ers? And that's an interesting place to be because it's you usually kind of know who the four, who the first and second and third rounders are. You don't really know who the fourth, fifth, sixth guys are. So it's a lot more fun to try to figure out what the team might do. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay, so as we as we wrap up here, we, we've gone over all the guys we lost, all the guys we re-signed, and all the guys that we have brought in from elsewhere currently. And we're obviously not done. This has just been the, the heat of the moment. Um, where all the heat of the off season where and we haven't recorded in a little bit. So, Timmy, as we wrap up here, let us just talk about or even just set the scene for our next episode of what are some of the biggest holes in our team right now and what are we hoping to, what are we maybe hoping to see even by the next time we record, but just by yeah. what can we be looking for for the rest of the off season, I guess is a, is a better general question. Well, I was preparing to come in here and say right tackle, but I think the prior signing might might have cleared that up. I think uh, the biggest one I think to keep an eye on is I think the Niners will bring in another edge rusher. We've done a lot of that, bringing in veteran edge guys to, to supplement Nick Bosa. So that's someone to keep an eye on. There's a lot of names of guys who are kind of on the tail end of the career but still producing at a pretty high level that I that I think the Niners will probably bring one of them in. So I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, at Joshua, we're used to seeing that. Um, some of these guys re-signed, fill some holes. Kevin Givens, Javon Hargrave coming in at D-line with Cleland Farrell. I don't know how much more they're going to address any part of the D-line except for, you know, get a little further outside, get an edge rusher because Cleland Farrell does does play edge, but I think he also sometimes plays a little bit more, and maybe we have plans for him to play more on the inside. Isaiah Oliver signing kind of, I think secures the cornerback room with Traverius Ward, Diamond Lenore, and himself. Um, so yeah. for me, I, I'm looking at 
hey, are, are they going to try to find another guy to be a third linebacker? Uh, because we do sadly have a lot of injuries with our linebackers. Are they going to try to replace Aziz Alshire? Um, in I bet some, another I mean, young guy's coming in would be my guess. That's kind of what I figure. Um, and then for me, uh, I still got questions about the O-line and whether or not they've made enough or the right moves at right tackle or any position to make me feel really good. Um, but safety is that big one for me where obviously you got Talano Hufunga and they re-signed uh, to Sean Gibson. And that's a really cool story. Their relationship is really cool. And we'll talk more about that later on. But uh, Hufunga and Gibson have a cool relationship where Gibson's this veteran and he was kind of tailing off NFL scene and Niners tried him out and he made the team. And uh, Gibson loves Hufunga. I think there's like a 10 year age gap almost or something a big gap and Gibson credits Hufunga with um revitalizing his career and it's just totally. really cool um but as, as sweet of a story as that is is Gibson good enough to replace well not replace Jimmy Ward because he was playing nickel but is Gibson good enough to be across the field from Hufunga and stay as starting safety or are we going to bring someone in and and make Gibson work for I think, it or I think that's an interesting curious one, to see right? we're going to do there because I think he is yep. good enough, but there's probably room for improvement. So it'll be interesting if that's something sure. the front office focuses on. Maybe bringing in another rookie. I think a rookie makes sense because I think Gibson could be the guy for now, but but bring in someone to, to be the guy going forward. That would be my expectation. I think definitely some secondary is going to be supplemented in the draft. When you think about especially Ward leaving, that's a big presence who could fill that a lot of always holes. Is. So I, I think some secondary moves in the draft will be expected for sure. But the Niners have done a lot already. I mean, there's not much more room for them to do stuff. Who knows? Maybe maybe they go get a third wide receiver that is maybe a step up from Jawan Jennings. I love Jawan Jennings. And I, I don't think that'll happen. But um, that's just not our that's not our usual game. But who knows? Maybe maybe they've made a lot of the moves they think they need to, to make until the draft. Yeah, I agree. That's what we got All for right. you guys today. That is what we have got. Thank you for, for tuning in, listeners. Sorry we were gone for so long. Um, let us know how much you missed us in the comments. Thank you for uh, for tuning in, listeners. And uh, as always, uh, stay safe out there, everybody.